You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. My name is Pastor Michael E. Tong, and I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I'm also a co-founder of a word from the Lord, Inc. And when you get an opportunity, I would love for you to visit our website at awftl with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. AWF is uh, the initials for Word from the Lord, with spelled out, Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. And you can get to know our ministry and our vision. And in short, our vision is to share the Word of God with as many people as we can, and in many ways as we can, in Jesus' name. So if you'd like to support our ministry, after you listen to the message, God use uh, this message to touch and reach you in such a way that you would like to give. Uh, visit that website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael McKimbleEton.org or call 1-855-510-1397. To announce that we will begin broadcasting on the first Sunday in June of 2023 on the Now Television Network. It's the second largest African-American television network. And it also is a satellite uh, also. And we're going to be broadcasting uh, throughout Europe. Uh, we heard in London, Paris, throughout that corridor, as well as all over Africa. So we are excited about joining the team at the Now Television Network. We're calling all of our prayer warriors to begin to intercede on behalf of the television program that God would use it in mighty and awesome ways to impact the body of Christ not only in America we'll be heard in America but all around the world so we want to thank you in advance for praying and now we're going to take you to the 11 o'clock service at the Bethlehem Baptist Church where I serve as the senior pastor it is Sunday August the 27th of 2023, I'll be sharing a message from my series entitled How to See in the Dark. The message today is Renewed in the Dark. Renewed in the Dark. We're looking at Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. So now let's get into the service where we will get into the Word. Peace, Lord. A few announcements before we get into the Word today. Always reminded that Jesus said that my house shall be called a house of prayer. And uh, in the month of September, we're going to go back to fasting and praying um, on Fridays. And we want you to join us in that. Amen. Amen. Uh, I send out pastor's prayer list and I don't want you to take that for granted. There are some people on the list that are going through some very serious issues and some very serious problems and uh, the only way we can have victory is through prayer. Amen? Amen. And the prayers of the saints. Amen? Amen. Uh, one announcement that I, we received from Mount Olive Baptist Church. They're going to be celebrating 121 years on September the 10th. On September the 10th and uh, also they have a new pastor there and we're excited for them. Reverend James Q. Harris is their new pastor and we're excited and we look forward to going and celebrating with them. And also, next Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to celebrate with our sons and daughter as they will be installed Amen. at their church. Amen. Amen. First Missionary Baptist Church there in Medea, Oklahoma, right outside of Ardmore, Oklahoma. We're looking forward to going and being with them, and we want everybody to come. Amen. 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 Dinner will be served at 1 p.m. Uh, so we'll pray that next Sunday that preacher don't uh, be long-winded. We get out by 12 and we make it there to eat. Amen. Right. 
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And of course, we are celebrating our 121st church anniversary on September the 24th. And we are also excited about that 121 years in the gospel ministry. There are a lot of churches that didn't make it, especially during that time of COVID. But guess what, Bethlehem? We made it. Amen. I said we made it. Amen. Amen. We get to celebrate 121 years, and we're asking you for an offering for $1 per year of our existence. And if you're not able to meet that 121, we'll take 121 pennies, 121 nickels, 121 dimes. Amen. Uh, the finance team like, we ain't going to be counting all the pennies. <laughs> but it's 121. <laughs> that would make it tough, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, but we're celebrating 121 years. Amen. And our preacher for that day is Reverend Herman Stevenson, uh, another son of our church. We're very proud of him. He's on the staff there at the Fairview Baptist Church as the evangelism pastor there. And we've always been proud of him. And he's coming back uh, to share with us, Reverend Herman Stevenson. And it's the 11 o'clock service only. Uh, so we're going to celebrate and we're going to fellowship and then we'll be done. Amen. Amen. For the day. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. Today we are continuing in a series that... I'm entitled, How to See in the Dark. How to See in the Dark. We've been standing on Job chapter 19, 25, which says, I know my Redeemer lives, and that in the end, he will stand on the earth. That's Nicole C. Mullen singing one of my favorite songs that I know my Redeemer lives. It's one thing to know he lives on the mountaintop, but it's another thing to know he lives in the valley. Through your trials, through your tribulation, you have to live sometimes in the shadows. You have to know that your Redeemer lives. And you have to come to the realization that I, I'm not going to have to see him in the by and by, but I'm going to see him in the here and now, called that that Luther Vandross uh, theology, because we have to know in times like these that our Redeemer lives. Amen. Our Redeemer lives, and if you haven't uh, been up on the series, we talked about being redeemed in the dark talked about being rescued in the dark. We talked about roughing it in the dark. And today we're going to talk about renewed in the dark. The last message in the series will be rising in the dark. And uh, we're going to be looking at this morning, Isaiah 40 and 31. Isaiah 40 and 31, renewed in the dark. This is from the Amplified Bible. Would you please stand in reverence to the Word of God? Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the Word of God. I will stand on the Word of God because I know my Redeemer lives. Amen. Hello, somebody. Mm -hmm. I know my Redeemer lives, and I'm going to stand on the Word of God. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. For those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, who gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God, like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Amen. And praise the Lord. This is Amplified. I just feel led to read it again. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings 
and rise up close to God like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not grow tired. I read to you Isaiah 40 verse 31 in the Amplified Bible. And again today we're talking about renewed in the dark. Renewed in the dark. And we're going to look at on around three points. The Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about exhortation in the dark. We're going to talk about expectations in the dark. And we're going to talk about energy in the dark. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should expect to be renewed by God in the dark. Christians should expect to be renewed by God in the dark. Let's look at this brief video and then we'll get into the Word. You have a plan for how your life is supposed to go, don't you? I think we all do. We have this picture in our head of what the progress of life is supposed to look like. We have this ideal of what we want who we want and when we want it. And we do this with like every major category. I did anyway, and up until I finished college, I was tracking pretty well. I graduated high school on time, had about as many friends and girlfriends as I hoped for, had a little broken heart in there, but nothing too crazy. Went to college, had a successful athletic career, got a job right out of college, and was doing pretty well tracking right along. Until one day, I woke up at 30 years old, heartbroken, pretty broke, and really far from the ideals I had manufactured in my head. I could barely eat. I didn't know if I would ever love again. My friend pool had shrunk as I poured my life into student ministry and felt like I had nothing to show for it. I started looking around. It felt like all my friends were married. Their lives were going as they'd planned and I was drifting out to sea with no prospects and very little direction. I, I couldn't see the future. I was stuck staring at the present, wishing I'd made different decisions in the past. Have you ever been there? Are you there right now? Are you wondering how your life turned out so differently than what you had planned on paper? Are you tired like I was tired? I could relate to the writer of Isaiah when he wrote, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. I was tired and yet in the middle of my disappointment I dragged myself to the foot of my bed, got down on my knees daily and nightly and begged God to lead me. I can remember nights when I sat there for long stretches of time asking for his peace until it fell upon me and I could walk with strength and confidence again. I was lonely, I was tired, I was scared. I didn't know where to turn and so I turned to the Lord and I experienced the rest of what the author of Isaiah was talking about. He says this, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Yes, even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagle. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not be faint. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. We always like to look at the maps, see where we are in the context. We are listening or reading a letter written by the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah is known to be the weeping prophet because um, he had to tell bad news to the people that were living bad, that were living ungodly. And uh, he had to uh, let them know that God was going to hold them accountable for their behavior and what would happen is, is because they weren't living holy and living godly, God was going to send judgment. And uh, history records this as well as we look at it in the Bible. Uh, we see on the map the Assyrians, and the Assyrians uh, was the first nation that would come in the green areas, the, their empire. They would be the first nation that God would use uh, in this period of time to uh, judge the people of God. And they would come in and destroy. Uh, and also, you see Babylon here, they, they would, in Isaiah's time, also come and destroy everything. The temple, that magnificent temple, um, 
would be destroyed, Solomon's temple. Yeah. I always like to say God ain't been impressed, not impressed with magnificent buildings that people go to to leave him out. He's not and has never been impressed with a crowd who even show up at the temple, a church, but leave him out. Right. And uh, we can fake it and shake it with one another and sing spiritual as we come, but God knows all of our hearts, and as a result of God knowing our heart, he will judge those who are living rebellious lifestyles. And the Assyrians and the Babylonians doing Isaiah's time came against the people of God by God's direction. In this text, if you read it in context, the people of God had an attitude towards God. They were saying that God had forgotten them. They were mournful and thinking that God had forgotten. I always like to say it wasn't that God had forgotten them. They had forgotten to live for God. All right, amen. Hello, somebody. Sometimes we treat our Christianity trivial as if we have an option um, to live any way, any old kind of way we want to live, but God will hold us accountable. God will hold us accountable. And uh, Isaiah had to teach and preach in modern day terms during this time but even in the midst of this time, God, and he does it always, shows his grace and his mercy. All right. I said, even in this time, God shows his grace and mercy, and, and the people were feeling uh, in the dark. They were feeling left out. Um, they, they were feeling that somehow God had forgotten them and God had to send them a word from on high to let them know that even though they have been living fire, hello somebody, even though they had been living ungodly and unrighteous where the Assyrians would come and later the Babylonians would come, God had a word of encouragement for those I like to call the remnant. For the remnant who would seek him, hello somebody, in the dark. Yeah. And this is where we come in the text today, exhortation in the dark. See, somebody's probably listening right now. And your lights have been turned off. Literally, and some figure, figuratively. And you are in the dark and you're wondering how you're going to make it. Some may be going through a divorce and you're wondering how you're going to make it. Some may have lost a, a loved one, a, a, a mate who's been married for 50 years and you're, oh, you're wondering how you're going to make it. You're mourning in my Bible study time this morning. I, Abraham had lost Sarah and he, oh, was in mourning as I read this morning in my personal devotion. Somebody has lost something or someone or something that has had them in a place where they feel like they're in the dark. They feel like they are the only one. They feel lonely and alone. Or you may feel lonely and alone because of the circumstances that have happened. We live in a world where there's enough darkness going on, darkness of the heat, hello somebody, where a nation seems to be in a drought. And as the heat goes up, our electric bill is going up, hello somebody, hello somebody, gas is going up and Oh, all kinds of, of everyday stuff that we buy on an everyday basis seem to be going up. Everything is going up, but my employer is not giving me a raise. Hello, somebody. A cost of living raise. How many here have gotten that in the last few years? There I say probably none of us. 
You're in the dark. You're in the dark. Everything is coming against us. It seems fires and floods and hurricanes. Hurricanes, they said last week in Los Angeles. Hello, somebody. Wars. And we're living in the dark. But God says to those who are living in the dark, those who are worried, who are concerned about the matters of their own personal lives and the matters of the world we live in, oh, God wants to exhort us this morning by saying, but those who wait for the Lord. Is there anybody here know how to wait for the Lord? Anybody here know how to wait for the Lord? Back in the day, when I was so broke, I couldn't afford a car. And I had to catch the bus to work. I had to get up at 5 o'clock to get to, oh, to get on that bus stop and wait in the dark. When nobody else was around, I was the only one there waiting for the bus to come to get me to work right by 7 o'clock. I had to wait on the bus. And when I was there in that morning, I would be expecting it to come. Hello, somebody. I would be looking for it. And I would be hoping in it. It was my only hope to make a living for my family back then. I had to get to work. I had to expect it. I had to look for it. I had to hope in it. And I did, sister, this morning wearing a nice hat. I told her, uh, bring that with hope on it. Hello, somebody. And God says today, oh, I want to bring you out this morning with hope. Oh, but you got to wait on me. And you got to know what wait means. Wait means to expect me. Oh, do you expect him in the middle of the darkness? Do you expect him in the middle of the divorce? Do you expect him in the middle of the bankruptcy? Do you expect him in the middle of your sickness? I know what the doctor said, but can you expect God in the middle of your sickness, in the middle of your sadness, can you look for him and know that your Redeemer lives in the middle of all that's falling apart. Yes, London Bridge is falling down, but I'm looking for God to pick up the pieces in Jesus' name. Can you expect him today? Oh, can you look for him? You must look for God. Oh, the devil wants you to think that the people in the text, they, they said, God has forgotten me. And God said to them and saying to you this morning that he has not forgotten you. Oh, but what you've done is you forgot to expect me. Hello, somebody. You forgot to expect me in the dark. You forgot to look for me in the dark. You forgot to hope for me in the dark. That's what all oh, to wait on the Lord means. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. It's an exhortation for those who wait on the Lord. And we're used to reading, say, how about waiting on the Lord, hope in the Lord. The psalmist said it's like this in Psalms 27, 13 to 14. He says, oh, I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. I am confident. That's waiting on the Lord. I'm confident in this. And I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord, not in the by and by. I love that song, by and by, and I can't hold the tune this morning. <laughs> oh, we sang that song about the by and by when the morning comes. All the saints of God are going to be gathering home, but that's in the by and by of the psalmist says, I'm going to see him again at Luther Glendorff's theology. I'm going to see him in the here and now. I'm going to see him in the land of the 
living, I'm going to see him in the midst of everything that I'm going through. I'm going to see him in my sickness. Oh, is there anybody here ever saw God in a sickness? I saw God when I had that oh, blood clot. Anybody know anything about a blood clot? That's almost a death sentence. But I saw God. I saw him keep me. I saw him. Oh, it's all the doctors were confound. Oh, everybody in the hospital were coming down because they looked and wanted to see in the bed a disfigured leg. Oh, because the blood, the blood clot was so severe. I saw him. Oh, I had to go through it. I had it. I had to go to the hospital. But I saw God in that hospital and I glorified him in this. Oh, it had to point up to the heavens and say, it was God. And I see him in the land of the living. It was God. Nobody else oh, could understand what was going on or happening. But I knew it was the Lord. And I saw him in the land of the living. I had to go through. Hello, somebody. Amen. We listen to that prosperity gospel and they tell you that you ain't supposed to go through nothing. Hello, somebody. That everything is supposed to be rainbows. Hello, somebody. Oh, but in this life, you're going to have trials and tribulations and troubles. Folk are going to do some stuff that you didn't expect them to do and it's going to throw your life out of control. You're going to be abandoned. You're going to be betrayed. You're going to have folk oh, who smile in your face. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But secretly want to take your place. Backstabbers. You'll have those kind of people in your life and it's going to cause your world to turn upside down. You're going to have fires. Oh, you're going to have hurricanes. Oh, in Maui, that was a second fire. Can you imagine everything they went through? Oh, with the first fire and then the second fire came along and they had to abandon again the everything. This is the life that we live. But as Christians, because we have a personal relationship with God, we can be confident in this. Hey, I'm going to see the goodness. Oh, folk, you say God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Oh, it's easy to say that when we're on the top. Hello, somebody. But in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the trouble, can you say, and that's the only way you're going to be able to wait on him, can you say, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good and really mean it. And not be talking that Christianese. Hello, somebody. But really mean it. In Jesus' name. That's the exhortation in the dark. Hello, somebody. There's something else that happens in the text. And that's the expectations in the dark. Again, it says, who expect, look for, and hope in him. That's expectation. Again. One of the things I used to do when I was in a hopeless situation, yes, so that I would have something to look forward to, I would send off for stuff. And, 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 and I would send off for stuff and I would wait for it to come. And it caused me to be hopeful, to have something to look forward to. It caused me to be hopeful in the midst, because I was in the midst of a hard time, dark days in my family life, and, 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 and I would always send out for something so that I, I, I could always expect something. And that's what Christians have to do, especially in dark times. And the way you sit off for stuff 
is to pray. Hello, somebody. Uh, the way you set off a self of God is to wait and to pray and look for him to move. That's the hope that you can get when you wait on the Lord. You can always expect. See, I, I expected the mail to come because I sent off for it. I expected the mail to come because I paid for it. Is there anybody here expecting a work and a move from God? And the only way that you can do that is that you know that you have sent off for it, that you know that you have paid for it. You know that you have reaped oh, what you have sown. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody here been faithful to the Lord? In the good times and in the bad times. When you are faithful to the Lord, you can send off a prayer request and know that the Lord will send it because you paid for it. You prayed for it. You fasted and prayed for it. And you believe that your God is the God of the living. You believe that it's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, it was your God that created the heavens and the earth. It was your God who led Moses and the Israelites out of Egypt. It was your God who split the Red Sea. It was your God who called manna from on high. It was your God oh that spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai. It was your God who said we've been around this mountain long enough. Go up to the promise. It was your God that led the people once a slave nation oh to become their own nation in the land of Canaan, the promised land. It was your God. And because of what he did, oh, for them, and because of what he's done for you, oh, the choir used to say, what he's done for me, what he's done for me, I can't forget what he's done for me, because he has done something for me. I can expect him in the dark. I can expect him in the middle of my hurt, in the middle of my pain, I can expect him. Even when I can't expect nobody else, everybody else around you may have disappointed you, may have run out on you. Oh, but today you can expect to see God in the land of the living. Yes. In Thank Jesus' you, name. Amen. Expectations in the dark. Yes, Hello, son of God. Psalms put it this way. Psalm 135. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word, I put my hope. Hello, somebody. Mm -hmm. Hello, somebody. You got to know God. To expect him. Somebody was having a real bad time and felt abandoned and, and they gave a compliment to me. They said, well, Pastor Eton, I'm, I, I just want you to do it because I know you're going to come through. Everybody else had seemed to be abandoning him. But he said, Pastor Eton, I know that you're going to come through. Um, and I try to be faithful. But my faithfulness cannot compare. Hello, somebody. My coming through cannot compare ah, to the God that I serve. Amen. Hello, somebody. Oh, now I'm going to do the best that I can while I can while I'm on this side. Oh, I'm going to try to be the good, a great example of what, who God is and what he does. But, uh, oh, I'd rather you wait for the Lord. Hello, somebody. I'd rather for your soul to wait. Hello, somebody. You know, your soul is something different. You know, they call some singers. And they say the singers that, of that song is that they sing from their soul. H Hello, somebody. That they sing from their soul. You can feel it. Others will say they sing from their heart or they play 
from the heart. They may not have all the talent, gifts, and abilities that some have, but they played the game with all of their heart. A young man by the name of Rudy had a whole movie made after him. And he played football with all of his heart. He didn't have much talent. They made a movie because he played the game with all of his heart. Is there anybody here can believe in God with all of your heart, mind, and soul in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the circumstances? Is there anybody here? Oh, soul can wait on the Lord. Can your soul? Oh, when your mind can't understand it, can your soul understand what your mind can't? Can you? your soul get a grip on who God is and can you believe in him with all of your soul oh can you be a celestial soul singer for the Lord and believe in him with all of your soul alright alright my soul does wait hello somebody all of me waits everything in me waits this is my expectation, and in his word, I put my hope. Hello, somebody. Does anybody else here have their hope hat on today? I love it. <laughs> anybody else have their hope hat on today, knowing what she's going through? She showed up this morning with a hope hat on. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody else going through tribulation and trials? Oh! that maybe you feel about to take your life but you got your hope hat on today because you hope in the Lord you wait for it with all your heart, mind and soul and might because you know the God that you serve hello somebody right. you expect him I expect to see him right, right that's deep in my loneliness, I expect to see him. When I get laid off, I expect to see him. When the unimportant runs out, I expect to see him. In my retirement, I expect to see him. Oh, I may not make what I used to make when I was working, but in my retirement, I expect to see him. I, I expect to see him not only on the mountaintop when things are going great and things are going good, but when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David said, I expect to see him because what? I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, I expect to see God. Is anybody here expect to see God? Yeah. Right. Is there anybody here expect to see God? I expect to see God here at the church. Yes. Hello somebody. Some say we've seen better days, but we ain't never seen a better God. Hello somebody. Right, amen. Hello somebody. And if you allow the Lord to define your days, all your days will be good. Hello somebody. Woo, let me say that again. Somebody probably missed it. Say we have seen better days, but dare I say we have never seen a better God. And if you keep your eyes on God, then your, your days will be defined about who God is. Is he still on the throne? I came here in 2007, I believe, almost 16 years ago, and I still see the God that I serve still on the throne. And he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. I see him, and because I see him, oh, there can really never be darkness. Ooh. All right. Some people look at me and say, hmm. look at me. Wonder. When you see God, you can't see dark. Ooh. All right. All right. Amen. Let me say that again. It'll help somebody. When you keep your eyes on the Lord, you can't see storms. Hello, Peter. You just get out the boat and start walking. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. 
where folk mess up, who feel that they've seen better days, they said, look at the circumstances. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why I can expect to see him. I put my hope in him and his word. Hello, Sunday school and Bible study. It's like many of us don't live a victorious Christian life. We ain't studying the word for ourselves. Yes, Lord. Hello, somebody. This last point, what time is it? Am I over time? Oh, almost. Let me get on out here. <laughs> Noon in the dark. Isaiah 40 and 31 is what we're talking about. Energy. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Praying for some dear loved ones that are not here today and they're a little sick and they need some energy. The Bible says, ah, when you expect renewed in the dark, it says that you will gain new strength and renew their power. You see, God has the ability to manifest all energy. Energy. Very few times I preach this text I not mention Red Bull. Red Bull. When you're tired, um, they say you can get a Red Bull and you can drink Red Bull. And their philosophy is, is that Red Bull gives you wings. H hello, somebody. Red Bull gives you wings. Now they don't really give you wings. Give you so much caffeine. Some some folks probably dying from it. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Red Bull can't come compare to our God. Hello, somebody. Amen. Our God gives you wings. Our God gives you energy. Do you need some new strength? All right. Hello, somebody. Let me ask the question. Do you need some new strength? Has your strength ever run out? I know mine has. Hello, somebody. Especially when you're serving the Lord. And you're busy about the things of God and busy about the things of God in your family, busy about the things of God. Oh, in your sickness, busy about the things of God in your career. Oh, there's times where you just want to. Oh, this is Calgon theology. Remember Calgon back in the day? Calgon, take me away! <laughs> You get that red bull of the Lord, that celestial red bull. You don't have to ask Calgon to take you away. All right. Hello, somebody. Because God says that he will give us renewed strength. Thank you, Jesus, because I need renewed strength. I've run out. Oh, I've run out of strength. I need renewed strength. I need renewed power. And God says today, for those that showed up, and you're weak, weary, and worn. God says, I have new strength and I have new power, but you got to drink up on me. Hello, somebody. And I'll give you wings. Oh, where you can fly away in Jesus. I say, say, I can give you wings where you can fly away. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody here needs to fly away? Right. Amen. Drink up on this celestial God bull. Hello, somebody that can give you wings. I'm out of time. All eyes closed, heads about, saints supreme. Somebody's here today, and you really can't get renewed in the dark because you do not have a personal relationship with God. And for you to be renewed in the dark and get all this exhortation and expectation and energy, you have to have a personal relationship with God. And if you're here today and can believe John 3.16, my favorite verse in Scripture, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you're here today and want to enter into a personal relationship with God and you can believe that Jesus Christ was God's only son, that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today you can be saved. Is there anybody here? Want this renewed strength that God wants to add to your life this morning. If so, why don't you slip out of your seats right now. Come forward and we will lead you in a prayer. And you may not feel comfortable coming forth. Just pray this prayer in your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, I do believe that Jesus Christ is your only son. I do believe that he died for my sins. I do believe that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Come into my soul. I give my life away to you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to slip out of your seats. I want you to come forward right now. In Jesus' name. Is there one? Is there one? Now we're out of time. We'd love for you to slip out of your seat and come forward. Is there one today? Amen. Praise the Lord. Will you please stand? to give the benediction today as well as pray for renewed strength. Father God, we come today wanting to thank you and praise your holy name. We started out today saying holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Heaven's hymn. And we lift you up today and we praise your holy name. It's this holy God that we ask, Lord, that you forgive us of our sins, wash us and cleanse us, that we might be in right relationship with you, Father, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we might get this renewed strength today. Father, give us renewed strength. Father, give us renewed power. We're going through so much as a church and so much in this world, Father, that we put our hopes in you. Thank you, Lord, for the whole path that you've given us this morning. And we leave here with hope because we're going to expect to see you in the land of the living. And in the land of the living is where I live on a daily basis, where I go to work, where I live at my home, where I shop, where I have to travel the land of the living, Lord, in the hospital where I have to go in the land of the living. Father, we're going to see you. We're going to look for you to show up and show out in Jesus' name. Put your heads of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, Amen. Hug your neighbor say, neighbor, expect God. Expect it. Yes, in Jesus' name. Expect God to show up in your life. You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. Again, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tan. And before we leave today's program, I want to take this opportunity to let you know the greatest story ever told. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening, you don't ever remember a time where you've prayed that prayer of salvation, where you ask Jesus Christ to be in your heart, uh, to come into your heart, where you believe that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today can be that time. All you have to do is pray after me or pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today 
believing that you are God's only son and God's only way to enter into a personal relationship. I believe today that Jesus is God's only son, that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, take over my will. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I want to see you in the service this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We start at 11 o'clock. Bring a family member or a friend. And I'm not inviting you to church. I'm telling you to come home because you've been born into the body of Christ right here. And if you are not in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma or driving distance, we're praying that you will find a church home. That's your priority right now. You have to find a church home. Holy Spirit, which was given to you when you pray that prayer, is going to lead and guide you to the right place. And in that place, after the preach, preach, I want you to go down and let them know you've prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you need a church home. Again, I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. Again, visit our website at awftl with drmichaelkimberleyeton.org. Get to know our vision. And also there you can support our ministry if God has moved this, moved in a way that you just have to give. Visit that website, awftl with pastormichaelkimberleyeton.org. We have several ways that you can give to PayPal, paypal.me backslash a word from the Lord. We have also Cash App, a dollar sign, a word from the Lord. And also there are books that you can buy to support the ministry. This month, uh, we're adding or letting you, making available uh, John on the Run, which is a series that I am preaching on the a Word from the Lord TV. So you can get that book or Secret to Your Best Life. Visit the website and support us. We want to thank you for listening today. And may God bless you and keep you is my prayer.